I want to get into this one-week message. I don't have a, a series that goes along with this. I was praying to the Lord, what should I talk about today? It's kind of hard when you just have like a standalone sort of week, you know, because you could just talk about anything. And that's sometimes a little bit more difficult even than when you have a series that has kind of a plan that goes along with it. But uh, I really felt like I wanted to talk about prayer. I knew that I felt like that's what the Lord was telling me to talk about. I didn't know what angle it was going to come at. I didn't know how or what I was going to talk about with prayer. Um, and it took me a long time, really, honestly, to figure it out. And I was getting a little anxious about it. I was like, Lord, I don't have much time left to figure this out. So <laughs> we really need to get this thing going, Lord. Like, come on, what is it? What is it? And I was feeling a little anxious. And then I started to feel the Lord say, well, why don't you preach about that? And I was like, all right, so I'm going to preach about my anxiety about not knowing what to preach about. Sounds great. Okay, so the message today is called From Anxiety to Peace. From Anxiety to Peace. If you take notes, which I highly encourage you do, because you can go back and look at it sometime. You'd be scrolling through a note on your phone, and it might hit right at the right time. The Lord can bring back uh, maybe something that I said today and, and, uh, and something that he spoke to your heart today. And uh, write that down. From Anxiety to Peace. We're going we're gonna to hopefully get from one to the other by the end of the day today. So uh, I love prayer. I think prayer is so important. As, as a Christian, I believe it's my way to communicate with God. And we talked about prayer a little bit before in our Radical Faith series, if you're here for that, persistent prayer, praying through things, right, and not just stopping uh, when it gets hard, not stopping when we don't necessarily get an answer. But I want to take it a little bit of a different angle today. We pray for things uh, like our food all the time, right? We, we get together, we have prayer before we eat our food, and we say, Lord, would you please bless this food to the nourishment of our bodies, right? And there's a great uh, thing that's on YouTube from this guy. He's a Christian comedian named Tim Hawkins. You ever heard of Tim Hawkins? It's from a long time ago. He does this bit about praying over your food and how hilarious it is because we'll pray over any kind of food, right? It doesn't have to be good, nutritious food. It can be terrible. It can be a salad. It can be whatever. And you're still going to be praying, Lord, would you please bless this food to the nourishment of our bodies? Do you like eating a bag of Cheetos, you know? Like, like how is this going to help you at all to nourish you? Like eating a big gulp, Dr. Pepper, you know? Bless this Lord. Thank you, Jesus, you know? And then you get, he said, uh, you're going to bless this carrot as it goes, or bless this, <laughs> I'm not totally messing up this joke, that's why I'm not a stand-up comedian, guys. Bless this Cheeto as it goes down and turn it into a carrot as it goes down into my stomach. Lord, thank you, Jesus, right? And this is how he's praying. It is, it's hilarious. That really is what we do. We pray over all kinds of things. We pray over, God, would you help me to get a hundred on this test, you know, and then you fail. And you're like, God, what, did, what were you doing? He's like, you didn't study, you know, like, what do you expect? <laughs> You pray for healing, right? If you're sick, maybe, you know, we pray for healing. That's something we might pray for. You pray for direction in your life. If you're not really sure where to go and you're not, you're not sure what your next step in life is, you'll pray for that. But God asks us to make our requests known to him. Make your requests known to him. This is something we did touch on, but I really wanted to dig into this today. And the main text is Philippians 4, 6 through 7 where I get this from where, when I talked about it a while back. This is where I got that from. It says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The very beginning of that is something that would make me pretty anxious, all right? Do not be anxious about anything. It's like, okay, Jesus, like, you know, okay, Paul, okay, Peter. These guys that are just like these heroes of the faith. I'm sure it's easy for you guys to say, don't be anxious about anything. You guys are legends of the faith, all right? And Jesus is the son of God. Like, this is an easy thing for you guys to think and to say. 
Have you seen 2020, though? I mean, like, were you around for 2020? I know you guys are up there somewhere. Like, have you been watching this back on replay? Or, like, were you just gone golfing that day with the Lord or something like that? What were you guys doing? Because it was a difficult year for us, okay? Do not be anxious about anything. 2020 was horrible. COVID was difficult. It was one of the most difficult times of our lives, right? I mean, we went through this thing where we're anxious about, am I going to get sick or is somebody else going to get sick? At the very beginning, I remember no one knew what was going on. Like, we're all just scrambling. We, nobody has any clue what's going on. Back in March, we're all freaking out. Like, how bad is this really going to be? And, you know, everybody's got an opinion and then families are getting divided over this thing. And we're talking about vaccines and families getting divided over that. And then we got all this stuff. And I'm anxious. I don't want to get sick. I don't want my parents to get sick. We had people in, you know, in, 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 in homes that we couldn't go see or then in the hospital, they had to be by themselves. And it's just horrible. A lot of crazy things that were going on. It makes you anxious. It had a lot of anxiety attached to it, right? And then you had the elections and you had racial tension. You're like, who do I vote for? And if I vote for this person, am I, am I saying this about myself or am I saying this about somebody else? Or what if my family doesn't agree with me on this? Like, I don't really know what to do. I don't know if there's any good choice or maybe you have a very clear choice that you think is right. And when somebody doesn't agree with you, you're like, oh, like, how do you not see it the same way that I do? And it was just a very difficult time filled with anxiety, with worry. Your job might've been lost. You might have had your kids at home the entire time. God bless you if you did, okay? Like, I know that's difficult to have three, four kids sometimes not in school for the entire year. That's tough. How am I not supposed to be anxious? How am I not supposed to be? I don't understand. You might say something like this. Well, I, I'm feeling anxious today, but I know God doesn't want me to be anxious. I see that right here. So, so now I feel guilty about being anxious, but, but, I, but I know that if I really understand the gospel and who Jesus is, then... I wouldn't feel guilty, so now I'm feeling guilty about feeling guilty, right? You know, you go through this long kind of trail in your head, and you can just go down this, this terrible spiral. And, you, you know, if you're an anxious person, you would completely understand what I'm about to say, but thinking about thinking about things makes things worse, right? You start thinking about the fact that, oh, I'm thinking about this now, and now, now I'm thinking about that, thinking about it, and, oh, my gosh, and you just keep going. It's this long trail, and you start breathing. You're like, oh, my gosh, I can't breathe. You know, you get you know, hyperventilating, all that kind of stuff. For anxious people, this is a, a normal occurrence for them, and you guys, if you are an anxious person, you understand what I'm talking about right now, okay? But it says, do not be anxious. You're like, yeah, well, easy for you guys to say, right? And the other part of that verse says, have the peace of God. We're supposed to have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Well, how do we do that? Well, I want you to look at this right here. It says, do not be anxious about anything. And then on the bottom, it says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And what is right there in the middle? In every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. It is literally the bridge from anxiety to peace. What is it? Everybody say it with me. It's prayer. The bridge from anxiety to peace is prayer. It is right here in front of us. Maybe you might not have seen this before, but, it, but you have this first part of this verse that says, don't be anxious. And then the, 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 the second part is showing you where you're supposed to be. And then the middle is telling you how to get there. Why is it that way? I think because prayer takes the focus off the difficulty of the situation that you find yourself in and puts it onto the power of God. Amen? I'm going to say it again. Prayer takes the focus off the difficulty of your situation and puts it on the power of an almighty great God who has a plan for you, is the God of the impossible, and is bigger than any of your problems. Amen? 
There's a man, it's, it's a, he's a general of the faith, as we would call him. He's just a, an amazing man of God. He's a pastor. His name is Dan Moeller. I absolutely love this guy. Um, been following him for years, and he tells a story of his wife getting in an accident. And, and she was in a coma and had severe brain damage, and she was on life support, okay? And they said, we have to do emergency surgery. You know, we, we got to get her in as soon as we can get the, the surgeon here. And, and Dan says, you know, I understand I'm not a medical guy. Like, I'm a pastor. I'm not trying to get a medical degree right now when I'm getting this call. You know, you guys do whatever you need to do. But, but first things first, before you ever put your hands on her, I'm putting my hands on her first. And I'm going to pray for her. And the guy says, well, sir, I, I can't let you back there. He's like, no, no, no. You, you, you don't understand what I'm saying. Okay. Me and my son are going in there. And we are going to pray for her. And then you can do whatever you feel like you need to do. Doctor says, okay, I mean, whatever. I mean, just go and pray and then get out, you know? Like, and so he goes in and takes his teenage son with him. Literally, she's in a coma, opens up her eyes with his fingers, with his thumbs, and says, hey, baby, I just want to let you know it's time to wake up. It's time to go home. Jesus loves you. All right, we'll see you later. That was it. Takes his son and walks out, okay? In the hallway when they got home, his son is just crying you know, he's a teenage boy, and he sees his mom in this condition, obviously in bad shape. He says, Dad, I just, I, I appreciate you because you don't see what I see. You don't see things the same way that I do. But, but Dad, this is hard because you're not seeing what I'm seeing. Or, like, did you see Mom? Did you see how she looked there in the bed? She, I mean, she, can't even, she can't even see. She can barely even breathe. Like, she's in a coma, Dad. Like, what are we supposed to do? He's like, but I, I, I love you for this, Dad, that you don't see things the way that I do. You see things so much differently than I do. And I, I love that about you. You're just such a great man of God and everything and, and all this. But it's hard for me. How do you see it that way? And he said, I can't see it any other way because Jesus is Lord and he's going to take care of us no matter what. An hour and a half later, before they could even touch her, before they could do a surgery, she wakes up from her coma. They do an EEG, completely healed. Everything's fine. She's completely fine even to this day. An amazing story of healing and testimony. Now, I'm not saying that in every situation that this is exactly how you're going to respond, okay? Because I understand, like, that is an incredible amount of faith that this man has where he basically even says later in the story that he was in a weird way just like, man, this is going to be great. This is going to be awesome. This is a chance for God to show off right now. He's going to do a healing. These doctors are going to get saved. Everyone else is going to get saved. It's going to be awesome, you know? And his son's just like, Dad, like, you're crazy, you know? Like, this is not a good thing. And yet Dan had this immense faith that God was going to take care of her, that God was going to heal her, and all he needed to do was give one simple prayer, and that's what took him from potentially being in a place of anxiety to a place of peace. God says, don't worry in the Bible. Don't, don't worry about tomorrow. In the Bible, you see it on multiple occasions. It says, don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Don't worry about anything. God takes care of all things, right? Don't have anxiety. Don't, don't have fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Amen? This is what the Bible says, but what are our first two reactions in a situation when we get that phone call? Usually our first two reactions are what? Fear and worry. And then what do we do? Then we pray. Our first natural reaction is fear, worry, and then we go to God in prayer. And now what are you doing is you're praying out of a place of anxiety praying out of a place of worry, praying out of a place of fear, 
And now God is reduced to a method to get you out of the bind that you're in. Instead of praying from a place of faith, praying from a place of authority, praying from a place of being a son or a daughter of the most high God that believes that the father is good and that he wants good things for his kids. And we're praying from this place of anxiety and fear and worry. And then we get people on a prayer chain and we're like, oh, would you please pray? Oh my gosh, like blah, 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 this and the other. And you know, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with prayer chains. Don't get me wrong. I love, there's many instances in the Bible where you see people that gather together and pray for things. But what I'm saying, and I don't want you to be like condemned by this, or I'm not saying like, if you ever done a prayer chain, that that's a bad thing. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is what is your mindset as you're going into this? Are we having fear and anxiety and worry? And then we pray, or do we go to God first? He is your father who loves you. When you see a problem through his eyes first, when you get that phone call, those problems don't seem so big anymore. Why? Because we know that God is bigger than any of our problems. Can I get an amen today in the house of God? And the worry and the anxiety and the fear, right, will start falling away as you go to him first into prayer. Now, I know that's a kind of extreme example, but I want us to let that sit within us and see how can I maybe shift my mindset? Am I somebody that naturally goes to worry and fear and anxiety first? Or am I somebody that first turns to God? And recognizes who I am as a son of the most high God, as a daughter of the most high God. That I can have authority and I can have peace in any situation. So the first one, the first point was prayer is the bridge between anxiety and peace. But the second one is my prayer is in God's set list. My prayer is in God's set list. The set list, of course, you know, we had a set list this morning. We had three songs that we played. And if you've ever been in a band before or you've been to a show, you know, they have a set list. Sometimes they'll write it down. And uh, you know what I love, though, is when... Have you ever been on like a cruise ship and, and sometimes they have like the little piano bars or whatever, you know? And I remember I went on a cruise for the first time, I think I was 18 or 19. And, you know, the cool thing about a cruise ship, international waters, you know, you're 18, you can go into like the bars or whatever. And so I went in, you know, because I wanted to hear the guy play piano because I just, I love music. And so I was listening to uh, this guy play piano and I thought it was really, really cool listening to this, this guy play the piano and people would give requests and stuff like that. And, and he would just start playing this song automatically. Like, wow, this is incredible. Like the dude just knows every single song, no matter what somebody raises their hand and asks, he just goes at it. It's amazing. But then this band that I know, it's called Coldplay. I don't know if you ever heard of Coldplay. It's one of my favorite bands. People hate on them a lot, but I think they're awesome. So uh, Coldplay a few years ago, they had this idea of, of taking requests but now, these dudes aren't playing little tiny, you know, venues. These dudes are playing 70, 80,000, 100,000 massive uh, person stadiums full of people. So they can't just be like, hey, like, courage, what do you want me to play? You know, it's not just like one of those kinds of things. They had to figure out a system to take requests from the fans. And he actually says it just like this. Chris Martin from Coldplay says, I think we want to make it like a passport photo booth. So you go in and say, I'm Derek, and I'd like you to play the hardest part. So for example... If we're going to play a song like Spies off the album Parachutes, it would be lovely to play it and say, this is for Helen from Bolton, as this reminds her of her dad. Wow, that's awesome. For a band like Coldplay, this kind of move makes a lot of sense. This is the interviewer now. As a stadium proposition, it's a neat way of making a gargantuan venue feel slightly more personal, even if it's only pleasing Derek and Helen from Bolton. It helps create that all-important sense of a shared emotional experience among 70,000 people. Now, did you know that God takes requests too? God takes requests. 
Come on, now that's what, that's what we were just talking about. It says, in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. This is where we get the, the phrase prayer request from. That's, that's why when people say I have a prayer request, it says present your request to God. That's where you actually get that from. So we have to make our requests known. What are you praying for? What do you need? Do you need a job? Ask. Do you need a healing? Ask. Do you need forgiveness? Ask. Do you want a Lamborghini? Ask. I'm just kidding. No, don't do that one. That's a little too far. Okay, you know what I'm saying. But if you need something from God, ask. Coldplay wanted to make an experience for people where it wasn't about the 70,000, but it was about the one. It no longer is about all of these people in this massive stadium, but there's one person in the crowd that says, wow, that was just for me. How many of you know that God does that with us as well? That song was probably already on the set list. He even said it. If we're going to play this song already, but somebody requested, it's awesome to be able to say, hey, this is for Helen. And this is for Derek, and they personally requested it, right? The song was already on the set list, but they made it personal, and they're able to say, hey, this is for you. And God does the same thing with us. In Matthew 6, 7 through 8, it says this. And when you pray, do not keep babbling like pagans, for they think they'll be heard because of their many words. So initially, right there, it says you don't have to pray long prayers. You just have to pray honest prayers. You just have to pray what you need, Right? Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Your prayer is already in God's set list. You just have to ask him to play it. He knows what his plan is for you, but the cool thing that God does with us is that he invites us into the process of accomplishing his will. Isn't that amazing? God already has a perfect will, and he already knows the beginning from the end, right? We're not changing God's mind with anything, but it's not so that you can change his plan that he invites us into this process, but it's so that you can learn to trust his plan when things actually happen, right? We're not trying to change God's mind, and we're not coming to him and saying, God, would you please change this? Would you please do this? We're not trying to, like, force God to do anything. God's plan is perfect, and it's sovereign, but he invites you into the process. He says, hey, just ask for whatever you need, right? And that's how you learn to trust in his plan. How many of you maybe have a need in this place today? God already knows what it is. It just maybe might be in your heart. You might not have even said it before ever, but God already knows. And the last point I have for you today is peaceful. If I can get the band to go ahead and come on back up. I want to end a little bit early, if I can, so that we can have some some time to pray with one another and to believe God for a miracle in your life if you need a miracle. If you have anxiety, if you have worry, if you have fear, we want to just pray over you and, and ask that God would replace that with peace, whatever need that you might have. We're going to take some time, so just be thinking about whatever that need is for you. This is the question that you might be asking, though. When you get to this point of the message, this is the first thing I think everybody's thinking. If, my, if God already knows what I need, then why do I have to ask him for what I need? If God already knows, then why does he make me ask him for it? That doesn't really make any sense. I think the answer is to have peace. I think that's why God invites you into that process is so that you can have peace. Let me, let me say this part again. I'm just going to keep coming back to this verse. He says, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. 
when you present your request to God, he promises peace that transcends understanding. He promises that this peace will not make any sense. So when you ask, why do I need to ask God if he already knows what I need, what are you trying to do? You're trying to understand something that God has already said is not possible to understand. His peace is not understandable. It is so peaceful. It is so amazing. It is so deep that you're not even going to understand how it works. You're trying to understand something that God says transcends all understanding. There's no understanding the depths of the peace of God. But if I had to try to understand a little bit, okay, for the sake of trying, let's try a little bit to understand the peace of God. I, I think that there is something supernatural and tangible that happens when you ask for help, right? When you give something up, when you ask somebody for help or when you, when you say, hey, listen, I have a problem. Can you help me with this? There is something honestly like that, that really does come out of that. I think that's so important even for, for alcoholics that are going through the 12-step program, like the AA program, Alcoholics Anonymous. What's the very, very first step that they have to go through? It reads exactly like this. We admitted we were powerless over our addiction, that our lives had become unmanageable. We're powerless over our addiction. Now, I don't care what you think about the 12-step program, but the point is, is that the first step is the most important one to take. It's also the hardest one to take. If you, if you can get people to take that very first step and say, hey, listen, I have a problem. I have a need. I have something that I am powerless over that, that I can't control. That's the biggest thing that they can do. And many times we try to solve our problems and our issues and our needs that we might have with natural ways, right? We go to Indeed if we need a job, okay? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but that's a natural way of trying to solve you not having a job. You might go to a podcast. You might, if you're having trouble in your marriage, you might go to marriage counseling, maybe even Christian marriage counseling, and you feel really good about that. And that's a good thing. But have you gone to God first? Have you gone to him in prayer? Have you asked him for what you need? Have you brought that problem to him? Have you admitted that I'm powerless over this situation? And maybe instead of looking to a program or a podcast first, maybe we should get on our knees first in prayer and give God our problems, give God the things that we're powerless over because God is a God of the impossible. Amen. God can do immeasurably more than we can ask, think, or imagine. And he will fill you with peace because now you're not looking at the problem anymore. You're looking at the solution, and his name is Jesus. You're not looking at your chains anymore that are holding you down, and you feel like you can't get out of this cycle. But now you're looking at the chain breaker, who his main job and his main thing that he loves to do is break the chains of people that are bound up and set them free. We're going to talk about freedom next week and what that looks like. This is what God does. This is who he is. He gives us freedom. You're not looking at the impossibility of your situation anymore, but you're looking to the God of the impossible who can do everything. Jesus who raised himself from the dead? The Bible says that that same spirit that was in him lives within you and within me. And yet we live in this place of bondage and of fear and of worry and anxiety when our problems come. Listen, this is not who God created you to be. He created you as a son or a daughter of the Most High who can come to him with anything that you have, any problem, any need, any worry, anything. God wants to take that off of your shoulders today. The Bible says that 
Jesus says, you know, my yoke is, is easy. My burden's light. I can carry anything that you have, but you just got to give it to me. Your prayer is already in that set list, but you just got to ask him to play it. So that's what we're going to do today. If you'll stand with me in this place. You might have a, a prayer request in the place today. And I'd encourage you to tell somebody about it. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily have a, a problem. You know, people will say, like, I have an unspoken. Have you ever heard that before? You've been in church for a while. You know what that is. I have an unspoken prayer. I think that there's way more power if you just say it, right? I mean, just tell us what it is. Tell God what it is. Be honest about what's going on in your life. I understand there's some things that you can't because of whatever. But if you can tell somebody, right, especially first, you need to tell God what it is. That's ultimate. He already knows what you need, but tell God first. And then if you can get at least one person in your life that can pray with you about it too, that's even better. Because when two or three are gathered, right, he's there. So let's talk about what we need today. What requests do you need to make from God right now? What do you need to give him? What addictions do you have that you need to put at the feet of Jesus? So you say, listen, I need help with this. I feel powerless right now. You know the best part about uh, you feel powerless in a situation, okay? And you go to these programs, and then for the rest of your life, what do they call you? An alcoholic. You say, I'm an alcoholic. 40 years from now, what are you? They still say, well, you're still an alcoholic. You're a recovering alcoholic. No, you're not. You've been set free by the power of God. Don't put that label on yourself any longer. Listen, if you're a drug addict and you need to get off of drugs, listen, right now you get set free from that in the name of Jesus. You are not a drug addict anymore. Don't put that label on yourself. You are a son or daughter of God and he who is set free is free indeed. And yet you will live with that label of sin and of poverty and of all this stuff on you. Listen, that's not who God tells you that you are. You're much more than that. You have victory in Jesus. So I want to ask some people to come up to pray. Or if, you're, if you're on the prayer team, this is the first time we've been able to do this, which is amazing. Because of the COVID rules at the school, we, have, we were wearing masks for the first eight, eight months of us having a church. And they didn't want us, you know, obviously to be within six feet of each other. And we couldn't have a prayer team down front and all that. And, but I think prayer is so, so powerful and so important. And we want to be able to partner with you with whatever you need. So what I want to ask is if you have a need, I'm going to ask in just a moment for you to come up front. Or you can even raise your hand right there where you're at. And somebody from our team will come and pray with you. But you can come up to the front if you're willing to do that. Hey, tell one of these prayer partners what's going on in your life. And we'll just agree with you. And we'll pray with you. We'll lift up that prayer request to God together, right? Believing that God is good and that he gives good gifts to his kids. And he's going to help you with whatever it is. You know, we were praying. Uh, my man over here needed a job, okay? And he, he lost his job. And he's like, man, I really need a job. And his wife called me. And she was really upset. And she's like, I don't know what we're going to do. And then he just told me this morning that he got a job, right? Come on. That's what I'm talking about. A great job, benefits. I'm not in the prosperity gospel, but the Bible says that he'll take care of our every need. He'll give us our daily bread. None of his kids are going to be lacking, right? And so this is what I want us to do. If you have a need, I want to I pray right now, and then I want you to have the opportunity to come up. We're going to worship a little bit, and I want to pray with you as well. I'll be down here to pray with you guys. So let's just give this to God. And then I'll invite you to come up and we'll pray with you as we sing. Lord Jesus, thank you for this word today that you've given us. 
Father, I pray by your Holy Spirit right now that there's people that, that need you in this place, that need a word from you, that need a touch from you, that, God, they have a request that they want to offer up to you, but they don't know how. Maybe they feel weird asking or they, they don't have a relationship with you and they don't even know like what, what, what God is all about or, or what Jesus is all about or what church is all about or whatever it might be. But God, I just pray that you would help them to, to give their burdens to you this morning, God, to recognize that they are a son and a daughter of God and that you love them, that you care for them, that you have a plan for them, God. And that you invite them into the process of your will and invite them into the process of your plan. So God, right now, we just pray for every need that's represented here today, God. I pray that these people would have boldness to come up to the front to get prayer and to receive prayer and to speak whatever their need is, God, to make their requests known to you today so that we can find healing, so that we can find freedom in the name of Jesus, so that we can find salvation in the name of Jesus. So right now, I wanna ask you, if you have a need in this place today, would you just raise your hand right now, right where you're at? If you have any kind of prayer requests or any need right now that you need pray for, come on. And if you would be so bold, I would ask you, come up to the front, and we want to pray with you. If you don't want us to lay hands on you, that's fine, but we'll stay back, and we'll pray for you however it is. Come on up to the front. And if you're staying out here, would you mind just worshiping with us, just lifting up the name of Jesus and agreeing with these people that do have a need in prayer today, right now?
I know there might still be some people praying and you might have a need that you didn't bring today. I wanna give you the opportunity really quick to say yes to Jesus. Maybe there's somebody in here today that you've been far from God and you haven't given your life fully to him. You say, hey, listen, that's me. I, I, I haven't given my life to Jesus, but I feel his presence. I feel something different here today. I, I don't know what it is. Let me tell you what it is. It's called the Holy Spirit. It's called God, right? He, he's, he's touching your heart right now. He's here in this place. I know it might be weird. It's hard to understand, but listen, I'm telling you, Jesus was a real person who lived on this earth, God in the flesh who came down to die for your sins and for mine so that we can have life abundant. What does that mean? You can have joy in any situation. You can have peace in any situation, just like my man Dan and this story with his wife. Man, he had a peace and a joy and a weird excitement about God being able to show off. Man, what if we all had that ability to not have any anxiety or any worry anymore, right? but that we could all just be at peace. And people out there in the world are like, how are you so stable? How are you so grounded? And I could just be able to say, it's all God. It's all Jesus. Maybe you need some more of Jesus, come on. If you've never given your life to Jesus before and you believe, hey, he died on the cross for my sins and you wanna say yes to whatever this relationship looks like, God, I want more of that. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? I wanna pray with you. I see you in the back, come on, I see you. Amen, amen. Is anybody else? Come on, I see you, I see you, let's go, let's go. That's two right there. Hey, can we celebrate right now for two people that are just giving their lives to God right now? <laughs> giving their anxieties and their worries and everything back to Jesus. You don't gotta carry that anymore. You don't have to carry that anymore. So I'm gonna pray with you two right now and then lastly, we're gonna pray over our students that are about to go to camp. We have 11 students that are going to camp. So I want all of us to pray over them in just a second. But let, let's all stretch our hands out, Lord, just in, in, a, in a sign of saying, God, we surrender to you. We love you. Would everybody in this room repeat after me? Say, God, thank you for your son who died on the cross for me. For my sins, I thank you that you're in this room right now, that you've shown me how much you love me, and that I need you, that I can't live this life on my own. So thank you, God, that you have saved me, delivered me, set me free in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen. Can we give it up for Jesus in the house today? Some people saying yes to God. Hey, we'd love to pray with you even some more. If you said yes to Jesus right now, we'd love to pray with you some more. So make sure to stick around or hit up one of these prayer partners. But the last thing I want to do, uh, and, and we have just enough time, which is perfect. I want to invite all of our students that are going to camp. Please, will you come up to the front right now and just kind of stand across the front. You guys can spread out all nice across all the students that are going to camp. Come on, come on. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. You can come right down on the front. Right down the front, my man. Just spread out all across the front and then face that way. Face the audience. Yep. All right. There we go. There we go. Should be 11, I think, of y'all, right? Let's go. Come on now. We got another one? Okay. All right. All right. Who's in there? Do we know? We can't, we can't do this until we got everybody. Come on now. Jesus left the 99 to find the one. Where are we? Run! Come on, come on, come on. Hey, oh. Were y'all helping out over there in kids? With your mom and your dad? Good for you. Listen, they're serving, they're helping. I guess I'll allow it. All right. All right. 
What I want you to do, and maybe have a couple of our leaders, our prayer team, please, for sure, even if you just want to stand behind them and you know, just put a hand on them as you go by and just bless them in the name of Jesus. Would you all reach your hands out to them and just pray over these students as they go to camp that God would just do an amazing uh, uh, work in each and every one of them. They're going to have a lot of fun, but we're also going to believe that God's going to meet them. They're going to have an experience with him that is unlike any, any other. And so Rachel and Udi, Rachel and Udi, get up here. Come on, let's pray for these kids. These are our youth directors. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's pray right now. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for all of these students. We give them to you, Father, in the name of Jesus. We ask that you would just do a mighty, mighty work in every single one of them that they would have so much fun, but beyond that, Lord, that they would have an experience with you that is unlike any other. God, that they would have a, a, a moment where they can feel your presence that is undeniable, God, that miracles would happen to this camp, Lord, that they would have a word that is spoken directly to them in the name of Jesus. God, we declare uh, friendship right now in the name of Jesus. We declare supernatural encounters with you in the name of Jesus, and we just believe that, God, their best days are yet to come, and Lord, they're not the next generation but they're the now generation, God, and that they're going to be influencers in this church and in this community, at their schools and in this culture that we live in right now that is so far away from you. God, would you keep them close to you? And would this be the defining moment for each and every one of these kids that they will remember be able to look back and say, God, I remember when I gave my life to you at camp. God, I remember when I was at camp and you spoke this word to me. And 30, 40 years from now, they're going to be able to look back and say, God, this was it. This was the time that I remember that you spoke to me, Lord, in my own personal life. That you made it not about the 1,000 kids that are there, the 500 kids that are there, but you made it about me, about the one. And so, God, we lift up this request to you right now. We lift up these kids to you right now. We say thank you for camp. Thank you for this time that they're going to have. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. All right, y'all, you're good. Y'all can go ahead and have a seat. We got some pizza for you in just a little bit, and you guys can eat and hang out, and we'll go to camp. Hey, uh, let me just pray one prayer of blessing over all of you before we leave. We can get out of here. Lord Jesus, we thank you for everyone in this room. We thank you that they have uh, brought their requests to you, and if they have a request that they have yet to speak, God, we know that you already know what it is. And Lord, I pray that you would help them over this next week to make that request. That, that prayer is already on the set list, but God, would you help them to open their mouths and say it to you, to have the boldness and the faith to lift that thing up to you, God. And we declare uh, that, that we know that you're hearing our requests when we pray to you. We know that you listen when we pray. And so, Father, I pray that you would give them all peace, not anxiety, not worry, not fear. We speak against those things in the name of Jesus because those are straight from the enemy. But we declare peace full for every single one of these. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, hey, God bless you. We'll see you next week. Actually, online, we'll see you next week. You better not show up here because that'd be really awkward, all right? So God bless you guys.